Welcome and greetings, career-minded superstars. You are listening to the exclusive Career Coach, your podcast for all things career. And I'm Lisa Edwards, the indispensable career coach for superstars just like you. Now let's dig into this week's topic, shall we? Greetings. How are you? How is this month going? I hope that you've been listening to every week where I've kind of been putting the pieces of the puzzle together about career decisions. And so the first week of the month, I talked about your motivated skills versus your burnout skills. So getting really clear on the things that you are both very good at and enjoy doing. Those are your motivated skills as opposed to your burnout skills, which are those skills that you are very good at, but you do not enjoy doing. And the more that you have to do those burnout skills, as the name implies, you get more burnout. And so the second week, we talked about your personality. And I'm a master practitioner of the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, also called the MBTI. And so I gave you some examples of how personality type plays into career decision and how when you can find a career in an individual position within that career field that meshes with your personality there you get this beautiful flow uh, between work and life that is is really a beautiful thing to have and then last week I talked about core values so getting really clear on what's most important to you in an employer in a work environment in the office the work tasks that you're doing so that you have that alignment and so that you can kind of use all of these pieces as yardsticks by which to measure career opportunities, job opportunities, and decide if this is really going to mesh with who you are. And so today I want to cover areas of expertise. And this was interesting because this was kind of um, a learning experience for me too because I had laid this topic out um, at the beginning of, at the end of September And then when I got to this month, I thought, well, what am I really talking about with areas of expertise? Is that different from your motivated skills? And if so, how is it different? And so I started looking at this, and and this was really very um, eye-opening for me. And then what I saw was that really the skills and the areas of expertise are related, right? So your Your skill is a more broad thing. I'm going to give you some examples here in a minute. But your your skill sets are fairly broad. And then within that broader area, you develop areas of expertise. And I want to kind of define what an area of expertise, what does that mean? What is that? What is the the measuring (laughs) tool for that? And I think In essence, when you say that you're an expert in something, you have higher than average ability in that area. You know, I think that if you're you're in my target market of 22 to 32-year-olds, something that you call an area of expertise is just that. I have better than the average um, amount of ability in this area. Your area of expertise uh, is going to become more pronounced to where... You know, when you get to be certainly my age and and in your 30s and 40s, you can be called an expert. So you may not want to call yourself or feel like you can call yourself an expert in something at this point in your career, but that's different from an area of expertise. So I think the bar is a little bit lower for an area of expertise, but just know that the potential is there with an area of expertise for you to become an expert in it. And so as a refresher, I've kind of done this every week. There's the macro level, the micro level, and the micro micro level of all of this information. So the macro level is using this self-knowledge to inform 
the career choice globally. What career field am I going to go into? On the micro level, I'm looking at individual job opportunities and seeing how they mesh with these things that are super important to me. I've got that yardstick back out again. And then on a micro, micro level, what projects am I going to volunteer for? What projects am I going to not volunteer for? What do I want to tell my boss about what I'm really great at and what I love to do so that he or she can match me up with things where I get a chance to be successful and and by extension, I will make my boss look successful. So when we talk about what you are really good at today, we're going to be talking about those areas of expertise. Um, so I'm thinking that at this point, if you're a few years out of college, you would be able to claim two or three areas of expertise legitimately. If you're closer to 30, 32, my, at the other end of my spectrum, then you might have a half a dozen of these. And again, that's going to going to develop more as you go through. All right, so let's take some examples here so I can kind of make this relationship between your motivated skills and your areas of expertise. So let's say that one of your motivated skills is writing, which is a pretty broad topic. And, and the definition on the motivated skills activity is that writing is defined as possessing excellent writing skills, able to create business or technical documents, correspondence, and other effective written communications. All right, so it's a very broad writing. It's very broad, motivated skill. So let's say that you get a job in a public relations office of a company, and one of your job duties is to write press releases. You're just doing it all. Every time you turn around, you're writing a press release. And then through this experience, you know, you work there for a year or two. Now you have an area of expertise that becomes writing press releases. See how that works? So my motivated skill was writing. I've developed expertise in writing press releases. It could just as easily be I have an expertise in um, writing reports, technical documents, um, technical correspondence. Um, so it could be any kind of subset of that larger motivated skill of writing. All right, so here's another example. One of your motivated skills is planning. And here's the definition. The ability to plan and develop a program or project through organized and systematic preparation and arrangement of tasks and schedules. That was a mouthful. Let me give you that one again. The ability to plan and develop a program or project through organized and systematic preparation and arrangement of tasks and schedules. So that's the skill. And so you have a job as an office manager, and one of the things that you have the opportunity to do is coordinate all the office people's schedules, and you also have the opportunity to come up with more efficient systems and processes. Maybe you get to plan the work of the other people. So maybe there's some secretaries or assistants or things in the office, and you plan their work and, and assign work to them. And maybe you even manage a major project. So then your area of expertise could become coordinating schedules, project management, and supervising employees. So you get three areas of expertise out of that larger area, uh, skill area of planning. All right, one more. So let's say one of your motivated skills is teaching, and it's defined as the ability to explain complex ideas or principles in an understandable manner, able to provide knowledge or insight to individuals or groups. So teaching, right? We know what that is. But let's say that you didn't want to become a school teacher. That was not of interest to you. So you wanted to figure out how can I use the skill of teaching? I'm really good at it. I like doing it. I don't want to do it in the school system. 
but I want to teach others. So in your job, let's say they needed somebody to, to volunteer to do safety talks, so monthly safety talks, and you volunteer because you want to teach, right? So a year down the road, you now have an area of expertise in safety training, which is a very marketable skill to have, an area of expertise. So you see how that works. Your motivated skill is broad. Your area of expertise is a subset of that that you have developed um, through, typically through your work. But it could be that you develop that through something outside of work just as easily. In fact, sometimes that's kind of how you have to do it. I'm going to give you some examples of that. So my challenge to you is to identify your motivated skills. So I'm, I'm going to suggest again that you get my free five-day course on finding your professional purpose. I'm going to give you that URL in a minute. On day two of that five-day course, I send you a motivated skills card sort and a, and a values sort activity. And so what I want you to do relative to these areas of expertise is one of two things. So I want you to identify your motivated skills, and then if you are more entry-level, just getting out of college, I want you to identify a potential area of expertise that you would like to develop for each of your motivated skills. I'm going to give you some examples. So, and bonus points if you're willing to identify and schedule some time to make that happen. So you really get granular on, okay, I need to do this, this, and this to help develop that area of expertise. So that's if you're entry level. I'm making an assumption that you don't yet have or have very limited areas that you would call areas of expertise. So here's an example. So let's say one of your motivated skills, remember that's something that you love doing and are very good at, and it's creative or imaginative with ideas. And the definition of that is using imagination to create new ideas, projects, or programs able to conceive existing elements in new ways. So your motivated skill is creative or imaginative with ideas. And so then what I want you to think about is what aspect of creativity do you, A, want to become an expert in, so you're interested in that, and B, you have the ability to do that in your current job. There's an opportunity, there's the, the infrastructure is in place that you could feasibly do that in your current job. So let's say you want to Within that creative or imaginative idea, the, the area of expertise you want to develop is graphic art skills. So maybe you took a couple of courses in college, you thought you were pretty good at it, maybe you played with that a little bit when you were in college, but you'd like to take it to the next level. So you volunteer. Maybe there's nobody in your office that does that. There's some need for that. You would really fill a, a niche in your office, so you volunteer to take on some graphics projects and then maybe a few more and a few more. The next thing you know, not only have you become the office expert in graphic art, but you've got a portfolio. You've got evidence of that area of expertise to present to a, a future employer. So see how that works. So if you'd identified, this is what I want to do. I want to develop graphic arts. Then maybe what you map out is talking to your boss, setting aside a time to talk to your boss. Maybe there's a, a class that you want to take online or in a, a local college to learn a specific aspect of graphic art. Maybe there's a program that you want to purchase either on your own or maybe ask the company to buy for your company computer. So those are kind of those steps that you would take to develop that area of expertise. You're not just going to wake up tomorrow and be an expert in something. You've got to build that skill set and there are steps to do that. So if you're a more experienced worker, then what I want you to do is identify an area of expertise you already have developed, 
for each of your motivated skills. So I want you to really, you're looking back and reflecting on within these larger motivated skills area, what are the areas of expertise I've developed? And I want to give you bonus points in this situation if you can identify a way to take that area of expertise deeper. So what can you do to take it to the next level at work? Or is there something that you can do outside of work? So let's talk about that for a minute. So maybe by volunteering at a civic organization or a professional organization, charities with a cause that you're passionate about, um, or a side hustle, so basically a business on the side. I think that a lot of areas of expertise often emerge as side hustles. So people who have a passion about something that has nothing to do with the work that they do, maybe there is no opportunity within their job to do it, or maybe they want to take it to a level that they cannot at, at their job, and so they create this side hustle. And sometimes that side hustle becomes a full-time job, a, a career like it did with me, and sometimes it just always stays a side hustle, and that's okay too. But it's, I think that's particularly effective. I think of it as kind of like an itch that's not being scratched. If you, if you want to develop those graphic art skills, let's say, for example, and there's no opportunity at your office whatsoever to do that, that need is being met or there is no need for that, then you might have a real valuable skill set to take out to a local charity or nonprofit or civic organization that could really use those skills. And it's a win-win. They need what you have to offer and you have a venue, a, a, a way to develop that skill, a reason to develop it. So the, the five-day Finding Your Professional Purpose course, that's free, the URL is exclusivecareercoaching.com backslash professional purpose five-day course. So I'll give that to you again. Exclusivecareercoaching.com backslash professional purpose five, F-I-V-E, day course. So I hope you'll sign up for that. And I hope that my explanation of the areas of expertise makes sense to you as kind of subsets of those motivated skills. So you're going to want to grab a copy of that Finding Your Professional Purpose course so that you can see that full listing of the motivated skills. And if you didn't listen to the first podcast of the month, which was three podcasts ago, I think, <laughs> go back and listen to the one on motivated skills too, where I go into some detail about all of that. So I hope this has been helpful. Um, we have one more week left where I'm going to bring all this together with some, uh, some case studies and kind of help you to bring all of this into focus. Um, as always, I want to be your career coach. And so please, uh, reach out to me, ask a question, put a question in the comments, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. The more people that know about this, the more um, benefit I can put out in the world and the more people I can help. And I really love helping people. That is one of my motivated skills. So I, I would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Tell your friends about it if you're getting some help. And hey, reach out and let me know that this is beneficial to you. So have a fantastic week and I'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Exclusive Career Coach with Lisa Edwards, CEO of Exclusive Career Coaching. It would be great if you would rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Also, I want to be your career coach, so be sure to ask questions about your career management challenges and job search situation. Until next time.